Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Beth Fredette, CIO at Children's Medical Center of Dayton. In this segment, Fredette talks about the value in networking with other Children's Hospital CIOs, what has kept her at Dayton for 16 years, and the transformation she's seen in health IT since the late 90s. Now, as far as uh, moving the data center, I can imagine that, that that's a pretty uh, pretty big undertaking. Is that something that, that had the process go? And, you know, did it take, like, uh, was it a little more difficult than you anticipated, or did it go pretty much as you thought? Well, no, I mean, I think it's always a little bit more complicated than, I guess, maybe the layperson thinks. I guess if you're in IT, maybe you understand the all the complicating factors with that and all your, you know, that's all of our connections, you know, to the house. But um, so we've got, you know, we have a a person that's sort of dedicated, you know, to overseeing all of that. We've had some uh, great uh, consulting help as well, you know, and helping to design the new facility and how big it really needed to be. And, um, you know, just trying to, you know, migrate, you know, every one of our, you know, 400 some servers and, minimize the impact to the to the end user community. We've got to stage a lot of things and move all of our major feeds. So um, it's gone well so far, um, but definitely something you need to, to keep your eye on very closely. Oh, sure, because, uh, you know, you, you want to keep things, keep the trains running as much as possible while, while you're doing this <laughs> this big move. Right, right. Okay. So now, being um, a children's hospital CIO, um, you deal with, you know, I can imagine a, a lot of needs that are that are unique, and you know, sort of to that point, are you part of any networking groups or any kind of like you know subgroups that that um, of other children's hospital CIOs just to kind of you know bounce ideas and and just ask about uh, how they're dealing with the same issues. Yeah, so uh, one of the best groups I belong to um, is the Child Health Corporation, where all of us freestanding, you know, CIOs, children's CIOs, have the opportunity twice a year, you know, to to network. That's probably the best group that I belong to. And and then I participate in CHIME, you know, every year, which isn't just pediatrics, but there's usually a, you know, a subset, you know, group we hang out there as well um to exchange ideas and network yeah and it, i imagine it's a pretty pretty collegial group but you know just because you, you kind of have that bond we are yeah we've got a you know a great listserv you know we ping things off each other you know all the time um we're very we're very open very collegial you know it's a good group yeah and as our, our um what would what do you what would you say are some of the bigger issues you're dealing with that you talked about like you know the the the, uh, the patient information with uh teenagers is that kind of one of the bigger topics right now um you know that that is a big um topic i think the i guess just really the demand for i t is just there's an unlimited um pipeline you know of requests and uh, my staff is you know, small and has limited capacity, especially as we sort of move this data center. So, and then with our destination 2020, you know, everything, everything that we do has um, seemingly an IT component, you know, to it. So trying to really prioritize is probably our biggest challenge. 
Now, um, in the in the area where where you're you're located, has it been a challenge to, uh, to 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 hold on to the good staff members to keep good people or keep them kind of you know motivated? Um, I have a phenomenal um, staff, and so we you know we have a lot of really long term. Um, Employees. When we go to, if we do have openings, or as we've, you know, expanded a little bit over the years, you know, some of the, the more um, higher end, you know, technical folks are a little harder to find and recruit. Um, we don't, you know, always get a lot of people if they're outside of the Dayton area that want to move to the Dayton area. But we've worked out some, you know, remote working opportunities for, you know, a couple of our positions, which seems to have worked out. Um, well for us, but um, you know, you know, I, I don't have a ton of problem, you know, hiring and, and recruiting. But somebody doesn't generally want to move here from a you know great big city. Um, yeah. But we've got a lot of great people in the Dayton area that we um, that are are committed and you know love what they do and and love the Dayton area. Okay. How long have you been with the organization? Well, I actually started my career here in the mid-'80s. Um, so I worked here for four years in the, uh, a long time ago. I left healthcare altogether for about a year and a half and worked at an adult facility for eight years. But I actually came back to Children's in um, 1998. So I've actually been here going on 16 years this time around. And when you went there in 1998, uh, uh, um, what, what role did you have? Um, I uh, was hired in as a um, administrative manager, and I um, then actually moved into the CIO role in uh, in uh, 2000. Okay, so fairly quickly. Um, was it just kind of like the, the set of circumstances where where the position opened up? It absolutely was. Yes, worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so holding that that position since 2000. Um, you know, as uh, we had talked about before, that's that's really a long time in this industry to be at one yeah. place. As far as as being there, you know, for that period of time, um, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Have you have you had any any uh, regrets about it, or, or wonder what it would be like to to work elsewhere? And you know, kind of what has made you stay there? Gosh, I I love it uh, here at Children's. It's a it's a great culture. It's a very family oriented. We have some amazing leadership. They're all um, very, most of them are, have very long tenure, actually. We celebrated 30, you know, Boss celebrated 30 years, you know, last night, you know, with um, with children. So they're just all very caring and passionate about what they do. Um, you know, being here that long, the, I've watched children's transform. There's been, you know, just amazing growth, um, you know, not only in, you know, what we do, but, you know, in, in the, the IT uh, realm. Um, it's just everybody here is so committed. Um, they love what they do. You know, we're all here, you know, for the kids. Um, so it's um, no regrets, no regrets. I love it here um, and hope to be here, you know, until I retire. Yeah, that's great. I mean, when you have a, a great culture, that's that's a really nice motivation to stay at a place. Yeah. Now, and, and I can imagine that that has been really interesting to see, uh, you know, the transformation from, from 98 until now, just as far as um, electronic records and things like that. I'm sure it's been a, an interesting thing to watch firsthand and be part of. Absolutely. Um, you know, so we ran a lot of old, 
you know, legacy stuff for a long time. We actually started talking about, you know, is it time to go to, to EMRs back in 2001, you know, when we had a couple vendors come in and tell us what it was, and they thought, you know, our leadership thought, well, you know, now might be the time. And it, it took us five years, you know, to finally sign our, our epic deal, but it has been um, – you know, lightning speed since then. I mean, I think it's, it's been such a transformation for our organization and the realization that, you know, technology is just a wonderful tool to have in our, our tool belt and, you know, just really helps us with all of our, you know, business objectives and growth initiatives. And it's a good, it's a good spot to be in. Oh, sure. And, and even with um, n- not just talking about IT, but just the advances in pediatric care, I'm sure that that's been a really interesting thing to watch as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's why we're all here. So, okay. And now, having held the position for a while, is it ever challenging to kind of, uh, you know, keep the staff engaged? And do you ever worry that they've heard a lot of your speeches before? Oh no, you know, I like I said, I've got a really great team. They're all incredibly committed. I mean, we work them really, really hard. I mean, the the biggest worry I have is that there's just so much going on and we demand um, so much of them to to keep the lights on and then, you know, keep doing the new stuff. So um, it's, yeah. it, it, it's just always a challenge to make sure we've got adequate staffing and help, you know, to do what we need to do. Yeah, I can imagine. For you, have you had, um, you know, mentors along the way who, who have helped you and anyone that kind of sticks out in particular? Gosh, I have, um, I have always had um, great um, mentors or, you know, folks to, to learn from. I've had a, a series of bosses over the year, all who have, you know, taught me um, different skills and, and things. So, um I would say, I don't know if any one person, you know, sticks out. Um, you know, Bonnie Somerville was kind of a, a unique um, individual that I, I worked for, but I think the biggest lessons learned uh, for me have been, you know, just working with people and, you know, really sort of getting accomplished what you need to get accomplished through, you know, just how you how you work with people and work as teams. And um, Have you done any mentoring or maybe not in a formal way but do you find yourself just kind of you know taking people under your wing sometimes and just maybe helping them with with some of the the uh the lessons that that you had to learn along the way uh, yeah i do it, nothing uh formal but sure i you know take a lot of um employees or colleagues you know sort of under my wing um you know and the cool thing about having worked for an organization for so long you know you um there's just things you can you know, to help people cut through, you know, a little quicker that maybe took you a long time to to learn the hard way. So um, absolutely. And I always try to get, you know, I try to learn as much from other people as I try to, you know, impart, you know, on them as well. I, I look at sort of every relationship as a sort of a win-win or an opportunity to learn new things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that for me, I, I didn't have uh, necessarily a formal mentor, but I kind of just uh, – you know, uh, learn by watching people, and sometimes th- those are the best lessons. Just to see, you know, watch how somebody handles certain situations, and kind of uh, see how they uh, how they carry themselves. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. 
Um, are there any other uh, like big plans or projects like in the works that we haven't touched on? I know we talked about a, a lot of the different things uh, on your plate. Yeah, we have a you know we've got a few of our um, clinics that um, haven't been rolled out yet. We've got an aggressive you know plan to do that through the rest of the year. We've got a number of joint ventures and care alliances we're working on. We're expanding our off-campus you know footprint. So um, there are a lot of um, a lot of projects uh, surrounding those sorts of sorts of things that are big for us this coming year. Right, like uh, uh, continual, like continual care, or you know, care uh, outside of the hospital. Right, right. And um, then, as far as the clinics that still have to go live, is that like, um, what's the timeline for that? Uh, we probably have 16 specialties, and we've got about 42 locations that are not running Epic yet. So all of those will be completed by mid-December. I'm sure that that's uh, that that's a big thing on your plate. Yeah, just yeah, it's just a, a little undertaking we got going there. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, and with that, are there uh, are there uh, physician leaders you work with, or is there you know like specific kind of committees, or um, not necessarily? Yeah, we have a we have an oversight committee that um, is comprised of physicians and folks in our uh, clinical you know areas. Um, that are that are helping us with that rollout. We actually uh, recently created a CMIO position um, at the hospital. Um, he's been on board maybe six months, and that has been um, a phenomenal addition, you know, to our our structure. He's um, uh, he's just been he's brought a lot to the table, and um, that's helped us be much more successful in some of these uh, rollouts and relationships. Oh sure, having that uh, you know the, uh, the the clinician experience, I'm sure, is uh, is really beneficial. Absolutely. And that, I would imagine that before you you brought on the CMIO, it's kind of a, a position that was maybe you know held by a, def, a bunch of different people, just kind of like piecing that role together. Absolutely. We you know we've got you know sort of physician champions kind of spattered throughout the the organization, but. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Omaloja has brought, you know, sort of all of that, um, you know, together. And it's just been nice having that, you know, in a, a role that, you know, I can rely on to help help us out. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. Um, well, I know we, we've uh, touched on a lot of topics. Um, I'd definitely like to check back with you down the road on uh, sure. some of the, uh, the plans you have. Great. But, um all right. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, sounds like oh, you know you guys have a, a great organization there. We do. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. I'll talk right. to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.